night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thanks for watching. A reminder that you can subscribe to the program on any of the podcast platforms that are out there. Just choose your favorite. We're on all of them. And YouTube. Please subscribe to our, t- our uh, channel on YouTube at Doug Billings and on Rumble at Doug Billings. We've also... Um, launched a sponsor campaign. If you know someone who would like to sponsor the the uh, program, we've been recently named as one of the most promising upcoming conservative political talk shows in the country, and we are flattered and honored by that. But it takes a little bit of money to be able to present the show. So we have a GoFundMe fan page. If you want to stop by and whatever you can donate, and and just know that I'm not a salesman, and I and I don't like to ask, but we have to in order to continue the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I I think it's worth reminding ourselves that America is the light of the world. Don't ever forget that, and don't be tempted by current news, current news of the day, or distractions that would cause you to doubt that fact. And it is a fact; it's not a platitude, ladies and gentlemen. President Trump has made this possible again for the entire world to see. He's made it possible not only to see, in fact, that the the image of America is the light of the world, but he's made it possible that the world, in fact, sees this light that we offer in a real way. Trump parades, as you look back over the summer and the year, didn't just happen in America, these boat parades and car parades, and so forth. They happened in many, many countries around the world, a phenomenon and a movement the likes of which we have never seen in the history of this country and the history of the world. And it's true that President, that, that President Trump, in my view, has fulfilled the meaning of life, the reason why we're born. He has fulfilled it. In my humble definition of that term, the meaning of life, I define it like this. The meaning of life is that we are called, each of us individually, to enter continually into the lives of others to make differences for the better. The meaning of life, again, We are all called to fulfill the call, the meaning of life. And in my humble view, my my humble definition of the term meaning of life, and I understand that since the time of antiquity when, when men and women were able to reason that there have been priests, poets, scribes, philosophers, wise sages, and holy men and women throughout the millennia that have tried to define the phrase, the meaning of life. But I boil it down to this. In simple terms, the meaning of life is that we are called each by God to enter continually into the lives of others to make differences for the better. And President Trump has done this tenfold during the past four years. And he's reignited American exceptionalism. And this is what is scaring the hell out of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, the squad, and all of the radical left, and many of the so-called Republicans, although they're Republicans in name only. This is what is scaring the hell out of all of them. 
that Trump has reignited this meaning of life, that he has entered into the lives of millions upon millions of Americans, and he has garnered what I believe to be close to, not 75, not 80, but 100 million votes in the United States. And whether we see this revealed before January 20th or sometimes after, I believe it. It scares the hell out of them. They don't want to talk, the radical left, about American exceptionalism. American exceptionalism is, in fact, exceptional. And we can't ignore it. And the world can't either. There's really three primary reasons, ladies and gentlemen, that I want to talk about with regards to American exceptionalism. The first and the most important is that God himself started America. He did. His divine providence guided the founders to create the godliest country in the history of the world. Number one. Number two, we are exceptional precisely because of our godliness. Godliness doesn't mean that we're perfect, ladies and gentlemen. Our exceptionalism is also made up of our mistakes. That's part of the American exceptionalism, and we have to wrap our heads around that. Our mistakes, just as much as our triumphs, is what makes America exceptional because we rebound from our mistakes, and we learn from them. Our mistakes as a republic reside exactly where they happened, in the past. The mistakes of America do not reside in current day or in the future. They reside in the past, and we are aware of our mistakes. And toppling a statue doesn't erase the mistakes. And the mistakes of our forefathers aren't the mistakes of our current citizens. All of that, number two. Number three now, with regards to American exceptionalism, is in fact that American exceptionalism begins with the individual. It begins with us as individuals. You see, Conservatives understand that in order for us to improve our republic, we've got to improve ourselves first, ladies and gentlemen. We have to improve ourselves as individuals. We focus as conservatives on becoming the best version of ourselves possible. And although that can take many avenues in many ways, it's primarily done through developing a relationship with the founder of our country, the founder of us all, the divine creator. And then we develop our own character based in a relationship with the divine character. It's a it's a moral pursuit. It really is. It's a moral pursuit of God and a relationship with him that makes this republic greater. But it begins with the individual. Once we transform our individual self into the best version of ourself, our republic becomes better. It becomes stronger. You see, for the left, all of those radicals on the left, and I call them the commu-socialists, there is no more Democratic Party, their worldview is that in order for us to improve the country, 
they impose their politics on us. If we don't believe in what they do, what they say, what they proclaim, we're censored. We are deleted. We're persecuted. And we're driven from the public square. And yes, in many cases, we're prosecuted for it. I don't need to spend a lot of time explaining this to you, my audience. I understand you get it. Everyone that listens to this program understands that imposing politics upon a population is never the way to improve a population, much less a country or a republic. Imposing politics is one thing, and it does one thing really well, imposing politics on the citizenry. It is fascism to do that. And the Communist Socialist Party in America is indeed fascist. Make no mistake about it. They are, along with their media allies, and and they'll never admit it, but they are turning the truth of the matter on its heels, blaming the conservative movement across America for being fascist when in fact it is they themselves that are fascist. And we need Republican leadership to stand up with the guts to say it. And we are in a vacuum of leadership in America with regards to true conservative leadership. We need people like this on this program to stand up and say to the left, you are the fascists and we will not yield to you. Now, we're not espousing violence on this program, not at all, not even close. Our our best and most profitable response to the radical left, in my view, is determined patriotism. Determined patriotism to root out the rhinos, the globalists, and the members of the deep state. It'll take time. There is no speedy fix to this problem. We can't just snap our fingers as conservative Republicans and say, uh, we're going to fix it. And it's a mistake to think that we need a third party. I understand that you all think that the MAGA party, the Patriot party, you're sick to death of the Republicans, Lindsey Graham, Ben Sass, Mitt Romney, Mitch McConnell. I understand your frustration and I share it. But I'm telling you that a third party is suicide, not only for us as conservatives, but for our republic as well. Determined patriotism to root out those groups, rhinos, globalists, and the deep state, and to work towards diligently and passionately for voter and election reform in this country. We on the right side, ladies and gentlemen, we, we understand that, that the way that we make our republic great is to open it up to all voices and all opinions unless those opinions threaten the well-being of another person, another group, etc., whether that person is born or unborn, mind you. You see, for all of our stories, all of our collective stories, individually, collectively, to be heard, we need to have open communication and the freedom of speech that the founders intended. That's the only way that this republic will thrive. If we create an echo chamber of like opinions like Twitter is trying to do, we lose as a republic. And the intellectual immaturity, the vacuum of intellectual maturity on the left, doesn't see that. 
You can't explain that to them. They don't see it. You see stories from places other than the two coasts in this country are important. We need to hear from the middle of the country. We need to hear from the mountains and hills of North Dakota and South Dakota to the Rio Grande River and Tech Valley in Texas and Oklahoma and down along the Appalachian Mountains. We need to hear it in the, in the Rockies and in the plain states of Kansas City and others. That's, those stories are important to our collective republic. To censor anything out of that is disastrous. Because, you know, the cost of censorship, for example, isn't only a cost of dollars. It's a cost of individual development. Remember, the way to improve our republic is first by improving ourselves as individuals. And in order to do that, we need to gather information from multiple and sometimes competing sources. We as fully functioning adults, we take the information we make decisions about how we want to respond, how that information affects us in our lives and our families. And this leads to an intellectually mature population, a population that's intellectually mature enough to interpret for themselves, based on all of the information that's shared openly, how to proceed to make their individuality better so as to improve the republic. To take away multiple and competing avenues of opinion and discourse and conversation is only sure to do one thing incredibly well. Turn the population into an intellectually immature conglomeration of zombies who have no true and accurate worldview that, that the one state or the big tech or the big brother can give you. And it illustrate, it's illustrated today by the whole big tech censorship that we've been experiencing. While some of the population in this country who identify with the left and the commune socialists, they may be celebrating the entire idea of canceling Trump's Twitter account. They may be dancing in the streets about all of that. But let me be clear about one thing. This is nothing to celebrate. And those on the left who have any intellectual maturity about them, they all need to speak up to condemn it. You think that the radical left was uncomfortable knowing what President Trump was up to? What do you think they're feeling now when they don't? And finally, ladies and gentlemen, we are at a crucial point in our republic with regards to this entire cancel culture BS. Businesses now stating that they will not donate any money to Republicans who supported the contested election in the joint session of Congress last week while the electoral college count was tallied. They had a legal constitutional right to do it, yet they're being punished. Josh Hawley's book deal with Simon & Schuster canceled something for which he has a legal written contract to produce, canceled simply because he exercised his constitutional right. The PGA, that's the Professional, professional Golf Association, From, for those of you who are from Raytown, Missouri. <laughs> but the PGA has said, no more golf tournaments at any Trump properties. You see, we're going to punish you 
If you exercise a constitutional right or because you you question something that we don't think should be questioned, in this case, a vote count. In any and all appropriate ways, ladies and gentlemen, we need to work together to cancel the cancel culture. No one wins in that scenario. Nobody. And keep in mind this. Those who are really and completely inculcated with the most radical views of the Communist Socialist Party are a vast minority, ladies and gentlemen. Have hope at least in that. They occupy a vast minority of the population. But they make a lot of noise, and it's only because they are allied with the mainstream media that we hear about it so often. Have faith. Be assured that they are the minority. The solace that we can take away from this is that God is on the side of conservatism. He started this country, founded it in the, in, with the American values as were set forth by our founding fathers, and he will not abandon us. You see, God does not abandon people, things, or institutions that he creates. There may be testing, and there may be times where our prayers aren't answered because our prayers aren't called to be answered in God's time. But that doesn't mean that he's abandoned us. So take that hope with you, please. Take it with you. Strive to improve your individuality. Teach your children to improve their individuality. And thus, you see, we improve our republic. And don't give up on voting. I see a lot of chatter out there. I'm done with voting. I can't trust it. Nobody trusts voting right now. And I completely understand that frustration. But look, we continue with determined patriotism to work for voter reform, voter IDs, only American legal citizens can vote, and so forth. We must be determined with our patriotism. We can't assume it will happen with just uttering frustrations. Trump's party is the Republican Party. We don't need a third one. That's catastrophe. He's reimagined it with 100 million votes. Don't give up on voting and don't give up on the Republican Party. It's the party of Lincoln, Reagan, and now more than anybody, Trump. Focus on rooting out the rhinos, identifying them literally, primarying them. Get rid of the globalists and root out the members of the deep state. One thing as far as leadership in the conservative party is that President Trump, look, I I realize that I stand a pebble's chance on the shores of the beach to be able to be heard by you. But look, we need, I somebody needs to help you surround yourself with people who are loyal to you. I think one of the one of the key Drawbacks, the mistakes of the presidency of President Trump were that there were too many rhinos, globalists, and members of the deep state in there. So I call out to General Flynn, and I call out to Rudy Giuliani. Help me get this message in front of the president. He needs to be able to surround himself with people who are determined with patriotism to root out the rhinos, the globalists, and the members of the deep state who would dare to be within the inner circle of the president. 
And so as you begin to focus on the individuality of your life within this republic, don't forget to count your blessings. Ladies and gentlemen, they are, they are abundant even in this time of darkness. You have a pack of them on your back. We all do. This nation is rich in blessings. We shall overcome this with determined patriotism. They're scared to death. That's the only reason you're hearing talk of another impeachment and the 25th Amendment. You see, they want to cripple. No, let me let me rephrase that. They want to politically assassinate President Trump's career with an impeachment or the invocation of the 25th Amendment. That's how scared they are. And I don't know about you, but there's something in that that makes me feel rather good that they're that scared. Well, let's just see what happens between now and January 20th. And in the meantime, let's promise each other that we pray for each other, that we pray for President Trump. We pray for our republic. And if you would be so kind, pray for this program. Pray that the message continues to reach out to the nation and to the world. And if you would feel so inclined, stop by our GoFundMe page and drop off a donation, whatever you can afford, so that we can continue to put forth this conservative message. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen, and I mean that. We will continue to pray for the president and our republic, and we will focus on developing our individuality so as to improve the republic going forward. Our mindset, our conservative movement, underneath and guided by President Trump, is the majority by a long shot. And that, I can say, you should believe. We'll meet again right here on the right side with Doug Billings. I promise you that. Cheers. Thank you.